1: For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today.
2: Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Guess what I did this morning? What? I worked out. Okay, you're not fucking special. I work out, too. And that's what we're deep diving into today, so don't get all high and fucking mighty about it. Fine. Even though I did not work out this morning. Mm. But I do work out. I work out. Before we get into the deep dive about all of the terribleness of working out so hard that every pore in my body exudes liquid discharge, we've got Horse Things First, the worst news of the week. You know it. The segment where I go through the weirdest news of the week. And finally, we've got one of my favorite people, Larry Owens, in the studio. Larry is a singer, comedian, incredible Oprah impersonator. We have so much shit to talk about. I feel like it's cliche when people are like, Know this know this name because he'll be big. But I feel like Larry Larry oh, will like dominate happen. all of us. <laughs> <laughs> so all of that and more coming up. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, worst things first, the worst news of the week. First, a man was arrested in Espana, that's how the locals say it, after causing a terror alert because he tried to win his ex back with a pineapple stuffed with nails and pins. I don't. Wait, win her back or harm her secretly? There's so much to unpack here. Honestly, the entire episode is going to be about this story. It's very fantastic. Uh, it's very on brand. I know, pineapple. yeah. Pineapple
3: Street Media. We don't do this to
2: any of our clients. So uh, passersby saw this guy like praying next to a pineapple that was in a black cloth next to a railroad in Alicante, Spain. Cool. <laughs> Anyway, so people were like, I don't know what is happening here. They called the police and the police activated the terror protocol. So they shut down all the trains. Turns out the pineapple was part of a love spell that the man was using to convince his ex to take him back, undump him.
3: I see. He was not presenting the pineapple to her. He was praying over it to create some sort of energy to bring her back. He
2: chose like a railroad, (laughs) probably like the worst place. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he told police he was into esotericism. Sure. And he searched how to create a love spell on the internet. And the spell evidently involved hollowing out a pineapple and filling it with nails, pins, coffee beans, grapes, two pieces of paper, and black and red seeds
3: any any black and red seeds no
2: they were from a jacurity bean plant this is a tough one for you and the seeds are banned in spain because um if you eat like one of them it could kill you cool (laughs) so he just has this pineapple full of like killer beans killer seeds he's casting a spell on it next to a railroad (laughs) and the police are like what are you doing also, the two pieces of paper, one of them had his ex-girlfriend's name on it. The other one had his ex-girlfriend's mom's name on it and, like, her new boyfriend. So it's unclear, like, if this spell is a positive spell or yeah. a negative spell. <sighs> oh, yeah, I'm just so confused as to, like... But also, take note. You're
3: dating now, Matt. <laughs> you gotta get up on this. You gotta buy a bunch of pineapples. You gotta fill them with a bunch of seeds.
2: So yeah, I do honestly I'm I'm all about it. I'm all about casting spells on people. Next! I'm just gonna read this lead directly from the site that it came from. This is from globalnews.ca. I guess that's a Canadian. That's Canadian, yeah. yep. Police in Alabama said a brawl over crab legs broke out at a buffet restaurant, leading to plates being smashed on the floor and two people using serving tongs like fencing swords to battle it out over the delicious sea meat. <laughs> It's really the last three delicious sea meat is the cherry on top of that sentence. Oh, uh, next time you take a
3: picture in the ocean, that's delicious your caption. Sea meat.
2: <laughs> what happened was so a restaurant in Alabama, a buffet restaurant. People were waiting in line because the restaurant was refilling the crab meat. They ran out of crab legs and they were waiting for them to refill it, and they'd been waiting for like. <laughs> reports, say, between 10 and 20 minutes. So, like, basically forever. Yeah. Anyway, everybody started getting antsy and people, like, people started being like, oh, they cut me, he cut me, like, I was here first. And then the crab meat comes out and it's, like, why people start taking too much and you're like, I've been waiting here forever and then you're and now you're taking all of the crab meat. And then these two people, this old man and this woman with her children, got into, like, a physical fight.
3: Of course they did.
2: Plates crashing and then apparently they started using tongs as fencing swords. I mean
3: that makes sense. What else around the buffet area are you going to
2: use? A knife.
3: Okay, but I don't know if they. Well, okay. A crab leg. That's true, but maybe they didn't get to them yet.
2: I've I've always dreamt of like having to fight someone for my food, like Hunger Games style, yeah. literally. Mm-hmm. Both people could end up paying a few hundred dollars in fines, well above the ten dollars fifty eight per plate charge at Meteor Buffet. Next! I'm just going to read this one again also because um, this, was, this is from the New York Daily News. If the salsa tastes particularly tangy, don't ask what the secret ingredient is. Oh, God. Tennessee delivery man Howard Webb is accused of placing his testicles into a salsa container that was then delivered to a customer in January. <laughs> and he put it on Facebook! If I understand the story correctly... This guy was a passenger in a car for some type of food delivery service. They got mad because the person only gave an 89-cent tip for an almost 30-minute drive, is what they said. And the guy was like, "Um, I guess I'll just dip my balls in their salsa and record it and put it on Facebook, which he did. And now he was arrested for fucking with food because it's a felony. I don't know if that was a felony. yeah. I feel like anything's a felony these days. <laughs> I feel like I might, I might be at risk. Yeah, I put my fingers in some stuff. Whoa. Did I? <laughs> I guess this woman just ate the salsa, right? Because she didn't know. Yeah. Listen, we've all seen waiting with Ryan Reynolds or or whoever it is. <laughs> Next, a 67 year old woman in Louisiana. Some of these are sad this week. Um, she said that her pet llama attacked her.
3: Oh, no. I know.
2: Horrible, right? Um, She was just working in her pasture, um, but she managed to escape. And then she did the same thing, which was go get a gun and then return and shoot her fucking llama. No. Good news. The llama survived. Okay. Okay. (laughs) The police were like, "Um, okay, you're totally right to defend yourself. But once you left the pasture, you were not in danger anymore. (laughs) So, to just fucking return with a vengeance, like who? Why are you trying to like Liam Neeson your own llama? Jesus. <laughs> this woman was like, I have a very particular set of skills. Then she fucking shot her own llama and now he's being taken care of. Um Good. I was trying to look. Latest news that I found I didn't see anything that said that it was dead. It was recovering. Okay. okay. Um it was he was treated for a fractured rib and gunshot wounds. Ooh. Earl, Earl the Llama. Ooh, Please send Earl. great vibes to yeah, Earl the Llama. Positive
3: vibes, guys. And
2: the woman was was arrested and charged with animal cruelty. Good bitch. And finally, rescue workers were called in the German town of Bechheim? I think that's how you say it. Sure. Because a chubby rat was stuck halfway out of a manhole. <laughs> the number of people who alerted us to this so story. Many so, think so many. So Every
3: single one of you.
2: <laughs> it was kind of like a viral story on Twitter. So there's a, a manhole, right? Mm-hmm. A sewer. A butt. Um, and it has a bunch of little tiny uh, openings in it. Uh-huh. And this rat was too fat (laughs) and he tried to get through and he got stuck and then people were like we need to rescue this rat and it took like a whole rescue team one of the rescuers said she oh she excuse me i cannot believe i misgendered this rat i'm so sorry (laughs) she had a lot of winter flab and was stuck fast at her hip there was no going forward or back same
3: I'm, if this happened in New York, someone would have just brought out a hammer and done a live <laughs> whack a mole. Just like calling the police to save this rat is really not American.
2: The other, not yesterday, New York. yesterday, I was walking down the street and I, I saw what I thought at first was like just tiny dog poops. And then oh the closer God. I got, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was just like a scattering of. Rat babies?
3: Oh no! I didn't say I was
2: like I just kind of like caught a glimpse of it, but I'm I'm pretty sure I saw a foot. <laughs> and it was like, ah. Uh! Anyway, so a fairly large rescue operation ensued, and p- some people were like, "Why are we spending so much effort to save a sewer rat?" And Great to th- question. To them, I say, "Fuck you." Okay. Why is your life more important than that rat?
3: What did you have for dinner last night? Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Get out your high horse. <sighs> high horse.
2: With the help of a full team of firefighters, the manhole cover was lifted and propped on wedges uh, while the rescuer popped the rotund rat free. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, if that's not a metaphor for my life, I don't know what is. Just a fat rat stuck in a manhole cover waiting to be rescued.
3: <laughs> you know what that rat could have used? A little exercise. Oh,
2: transition. transition. Because that is it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we are diving deep into working out. Body odor. Treadmill. Sweaty balls. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive. Deep dive. Deep dive. Deep dive. 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 So, as most of you know, I've been twerking on my fitness. Yeah, you have. Which, I'm a pasty white person from the Midwest, so I'm absolutely allowed to say that. Um, But I hate it. I hate all of it. Working out is the devil. It just brings out a terribleness in me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I do want to talk about the worst parts of working out. First... I'm just supposed to know what all of these fucking machines do? I hate when people take videos of people in the gym, like, using machines wrong. <laughs> and sometimes I get it because some people are using them in, like, a hilariously wrong way. Like, I yes, that old man shouldn't be, like, hanging upside down from a rowing machine. <laughs> But also,
3: like, there's no goddamn
2: instructions.
3: It's just, like, two pictures. It's, like, when you sit down, one, I know how to sit, and then the finished product of what it should look like. (laughs) But
2: I don't know how to get there. Right. It's, like, where there's missing pages. You need video manuals. Sorry we're not all fucking American ninja warriors, okay? Not all of us are, like... Not all of us are fucking protein-chomping chads who are just born with the Bowflex instruction manual seared into our roided brains. Also, fuck the Bowflex. Do you remember those commercials? Of course I do. They absolutely made me gay. (laughs) Not that I'm mad at that, but next! Working out is too expensive. I just want muscles with absolutely zero effort or money spent. You join a gym and they're like, okay, it's $200 a month just for you to walk in the door. But also, good luck figuring out what the fuck to do. Because you look like you struggle with basic tasks. But we can help you out. It'll just cost you $200 an hour. And by the looks of it, you're going to need at least every single day for two hours. So it's like, great, I guess I'll just add you as a joint owner of my bank account. And you can just take what you want. Great. I remember I joined um, the gym. We literally lived across where they built a gym across the street from our house. My mom and I joined. (laughs) This was when I was like in high school. And um, I remember we joined and then they sat us down because they give you one free personal training session. And they sat us down. And tried to convince us to buy more sessions. And the man was like, I'm not going to lie. Like, if you don't get this, you like, probably get diabetes. <laughs> like, he basically said that to both of us. <laughs> I was like, whoa. You're taking a hard stance. You are opening up with very hard negotiations. You're we like, no, thank you. Also, I we worked out for, like, 20 minutes. And my body ached for two weeks. Yeah. I couldn't walk up the stairs. So he did his job. <laughs> but also broke my spirit. Also, what happened to just sweating to the oldies? Am I right? You're
3: very right.
2: My mom used to have a VHS tape of Richard Simmons. We would just watch it like a movie.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great time. In college, I <laughs> not did even Zumba. just like on
2: the couch. Yeah, no, you just watch yeah, it. Yeah, you just watch it. Also, sweating is bad. Controversial opinion, I know, but sweating is disgusting. It's so it makes gross. me it makes me feel like a sock that like stepped into a deep snow puddle. Mm-hmm. I just hate the all the, like, inspirational accounts on Instagram that are like, just love love the sweat. We, there's, like, a dedicated thing about how, like, you have to love sweating. No. It's horrible. You Absolutely shower not. to
3: get rid of all of it.
2: I sweat enough without exerting myself in any meaningful... Why would I seek it out? Why would I do that to myself on purpose?
3: Being in this hot-ass studio counts as our 30 minutes of cardio today, yeah. okay?
2: Also, every workout machine should have a built-in fan that you can just turn on so you can live your Beyonce life while you work out. I'm seconds away from bringing my own battery-operated fan to the gym. I'm not joking. Why don't they? Also, you just, like, keep sweating for, like, an hour after you're done. Even after you shower. I don't like that. That's
3: my least favorite part. Yeah. It should stop once you hit the shower. Or once the machine stops.
2: Also, workout clothes are A, too expensive, and B, scientifically absurd. Except
3: for Outdoor Voices, and you can get a code for Outdoor (laughs) Voices if you listen back a couple of episodes.
2: Moisture wicking fabric? How does it wick? How does it wick? What does wicking even mean? Magic. It's magic. That's what it is. These shirts are made by witches. Also, like, obviously, yeah, you don't have to buy official workout clothes, but also there's always, like, one old man at the gym wearing a shirt that's just, like, a rag, like, falling apart, and it shows, like, every drop of sweat in deep contrast to the color of the shirt. It's like, just get a moisture wicker, sir. Next! There are too many fad workouts, and I'm too susceptible of a person to resist them. There's now a concerted effort happening from multiple fronts, to convince me to do soul SoulCycle? Don't do it.
3: It's not worth it. I've done it once. Do you like going to a club?
2: No, I've never been to a gym in New York.
3: No, do you like going to clubs?
2: Oh, like a, da- a discotheque? Yes.
3: <laughs> do you enjoy being around a lot of sweaty people where... Not a safe queer space, by the way. A bunch of sweaty, angry straights. There's loud, loud music and someone is yelling at you. They ask for your name so they can yell at you... Maybe it's for motivating purposes, but for me, it was just crushing.
2: I think I've also, uh, well, I've heard from some people that say it's super gay. So I think it depends on like who the the person is. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I fear the part of me that I think would like it. And I feel like there are multiple people cracking me right now. They're wearing me down, and I think I'm gonna eventually give in. We'll see. I mean, I, eventually we're gonna do a whole deep dive just about Soul Cycle after I fucking do it. We'll see. I'm I'm trying to resist.
3: Should Matt go to Soul Cycle? Tweet at us, <laughs> yes or no?
2: Plus, everybody in the gym is so judgmental. Just stop making eye contact with me. Focus on your own fucking thing. I don't like. I don't like being judged. I don't
3: like mirrors being around.
2: Yeah, there are a lot of mirrors.
3: Because then people will look at you through the mirrors. It's like, I know what you're doing.
2: I have been trying to find a trainer because I want to do things right. Yeah. (laughs) But in the meantime, I just do the elliptical because I'm a 40-year-old divorced mother of three who, like, pours a hit of vodka into her coffee in the morning. And I feel like people are always looking at me like, oh, you're on the elliptical? That doesn't do shit. Did you sweat? Yeah.
3: Then it did shit. I know. I'm just here to support
2: you. Also I hate that working out works. I hate it. Every time I do it and I feel better after, I'm like, God damn it, I feel like I've been lied to. It's like, oh, oh dopamine and serotonin. Look who look who decided to show up finally. But at this point I'm like, what if I get too strong? Oh my god. Do you know? What yeah. if I accidentally incredible hulk myself and then I have to spend way more on clothes because I'm just like bursting out of my sleeves all <sighs> the time. What if I accidentally become one of those bodybuilders whose like thigh veins are bigger than their penises? That's scary. You have to think about this stuff. In conclusion, I'm just saying, working out is horrible. I just wish we could go back to a time when working out was just like a row of fat men, like fat old men, just like strapping a giant belt to their stomachs and just jiggling the calories away. Just like a nice stomach jiggler mm-hmm. to just like jiggle those jiggle those carbs right out. So I hope this inspired you uh, to start your own fitness journey. I'm a, now a fitness blogger. That's it for this week's Deep Dive. Next, we got Larry Owens in the studio after this commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by Fleur. You might not think about what's actually in the perfume you wear every day, but with Fleur, you don't have to because they make stunning, non-toxic perfumes and list all of their ingredients online luxurious perfume that's all about good, clean fun, try P-H-L-U-R Fleur. Fleur has so many great scents, you might think it'd be hard to pick the right one, but think again, because you can get to know each of their scents with pictures, words, and even playlists on their site. Then, you try them on your own skin and see how it works for you. Every Fleur scent is gender-free, because scents don't have gender! Gender! Plus, they just introduced body wash and body lotion in the same sense, so you can smell amazing all the time. I've been super into the Sandara scent recently. I especially like spritzing it on after my post-workout shower. It's like every bead of sweat I released is being replaced with notes of forest air.
3: I'm currently wearing Ciano and I smell
2: good. Go to Fleur.com today and use promo code UNHAPPY to get 20% off your first custom Fleur sample set. Pick three scents to try and get credit towards a full-size bottle of your favorite. That's promo code UNHAPPY at Fleur.com to get your first three Fleur fragrance samples at 20% off. P-H-L-U-R.com. My guest complainer today is comedian, writer, musical enthusiast, Larry Owens. He has been described as a multi-hyphenate millennial by Vulture magazine, also has been on like every comics to watch list. Please welcome to the pod, Larry Owens. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for coming. So we like to get everybody started, our complaining juices flowing by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? Okay,
4: this is very esoteric. Okay. But I hate the notion of tact. <laughs> it's, so I don't hate politeness. I don't hate manners, but I hate being beholden to sort of taking care of someone instead of just telling the truth. I just want us all to just be, in my words, direct. Yeah. And I think that it would just improve my relationships with a lot of people. That is true. Yeah.
2: Sometimes your tact can be impolite because you're like like, not you're yeah, you're like skirting around the truth to the point where it's like harmful to the point (laughs) where it's
4: harmful. And so I'm finding that like I spend so much time taking care of people and like trying not to hurt their feelings where I should have just said what I wanted to right out the gate. And honestly,
2: nothing that I want to say is toxic. Right, right. Yeah. Some people take that notion and then like they run with it and they're like, "Sorry, I'm a bitch." Yeah, no, we (laughs) have being truthful. We
4: have to employ nuance. I really so I only want this to be for sophisticated, nuanced, non-binary thinking people. Not that there is polite and then there is rude. I'ma cut your face. Right. You know what I mean? Like I want you know something blendy in the middle where it's like, "Hey, this is how I feel." Got it? And it's
2: like, "Yeah, Yeah. got it. Cool." I like that. That's a good be- behavioral one that we don't <laughs> often see. <laughs> I know, and I was
4: like truly racking my brain. I was like, should I bring in Cheetos? But like, it, like I don't, like, I don't have. What were some? What are some of your favorite ones?
2: Because I know that mine is bad. Oh, they're I'm, all I'm over bad the place. At tasks. They're all over the place. The one that sticks in my brain is someone said Oreos. That it was just upsetting to me because I love Oreos. And v for Vendetta, completely. Yeah, that, yeah. That like cookie for cookies and cream flavor is my is. My my flavor, So Oreos, they're really catering to people's cream preference. <laughs> <laughs>
4: like there's sure. like, like there are so many levels of cream that you can get. They've gone thick, like, they have, they have so thick far. T-H-I-C-C. They have like a Rihanna <laughs> thick one. Then they have like a Miley Cyrus fake thick one. Then they have like one that's just like the cookie sheets.
2: It's gone so far beyond just like an equal layer of cream to cookie. Yeah. Nothing
4: can be equal.
2: Not in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> it's really the cookie of our times. It's the cookie
4: for the people.
2: Uh, although, yeah, the white part is getting larger larger and larger. When wow. you said
4: white, I was triggered.
2: I I know. That's because it's blame Oreos.
4: I I'm like
2: the s- term cream <laughs> <laughs> which is No. It is upsetting. It is upsetting. I have I have my 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 sweat
4: dabber. Oh, okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I thought that was a nose. I, I've been nosy this week. Like Everybody, it's just like yeah. clammy, weird. I've We're also doing been it. very nosy.
2: I, I think it's because like, like it's that weird in-between temperature outside where mm-hmm, it's that like that
4: global warming yeah. meltdown. Mm-hmm. You can't predict like, it.
2: Who is she? Is the heat on? Is the air on? There's just dust everywhere for no reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And for me, it's really about
4: the heater. So this week I had to go out and I bought that VIX humidifier. <laughs> yeah. And I and I'm filling it up. And I'm never going to clean it, and I'm going to get a virus from mold. (laughs) Yeah, no, truly, I woke up um, this week with no voice, which, like, it only happens to me once a year, and it's around this time, and it's because I truly use a lot of what they call irritants, which (laughs) um, is uh, weed. (laughs) (laughs) And then I also, like Donna from Parks and Rec, don't drink water. Right. So, and then you combine that with, you know, the elements and the heater and just like, it just sucks me dry. Yeah. And my body, I'm like such like a go, 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 go bitch that my body knows that the only way to make my ass sit the fuck down is to strip me of my voice. And then immediately I turn into a convalescent invalid. I couldn't choose one. My two favorite words, invalid. Right. Which is like, to me, just like the image of me with a blanket over my legs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. True FDR. Just, just sitting. Oh, no! <laughs> New deal.
2: Blanket cover. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I... I Went to the doctor last weekend um, because I was feeling brag. Short of breath. Um, Yeah, I got health insurance. (laughs) Um, Mm, Calm down. And, um... Yeah, he was like, "Have you drank this week?" And I was like, "Yeah, every night." <laughs> and, have you smoked? <laughs> yes, two days ago. <laughs> it's like, yeah, your system is rebelling. Well, you know, we get paid in drink tickets, okay? I know. He literally was like, "What do you do?" I was like, "I'm a writer and comedian." He was like, "Do you drink?" And I was like, "I'm a writer and a comedian. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me." Hemingway. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, your voice, your your voice is your is your job, so you have to take care of it. Okay. That Vix humidifier. All right. <laughs> Thank
4: you. Good note. I'll take care of it. Well I will say <laughs> Next <week>. I
2: <laughs> I saw you for the first time. I went to um Jonathan Van Ness had a show at Caroline's oh. like a couple months ago, a few yes. months ago, and you were on the lineup. That was the first time I saw you, and I fell in love immediately. <laughs> so funny. If, if they haven't seen you before, you gotta go out and see you right away. Tell me, like, what was your journey to the stage? <laughs> journey to the stage? <laughs> it's a very uh, broad question. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it was like
4: a really lonely kid in Baltimore, and just like, you know, they have movie musicals, and they have that, like, one like musical episode of a TV show Uh and like that would always make my life and I would want life to be like that Yeah, and then I like really just like set forth and like that nerddom then I went to a theater camp in the Catskills it's like a very famous chic theater camp that Uh a lot of like stars went to and then I was like oh wait these kids are doing it I can do it (laughs) and then so cut to I'm in New York and like working as an actor and it's like kind of hard to really find a groove as a fat black intellectual you know with a queer bent Okay? Yeah, I know. I, I can't play Alphabet. Not yet. 60% of the roles on Broadway are for thin white women, and I am one in my head. But I am not one in my body. It's true. Yeah, Child out so, to a casting yeah. director. <laughs> so I would like walk in, and I literally would sing like "Mr. Snow," and like then I would like start to like troll them, and I would be like, "Great!" Like now I'm just singing "Bally High." This is really deep cuts for people who did high school <laughs> musicals. Like you will know this if you did a high school musical. Yeah, yeah. And then I then I was like, mm, "Okay, let me go and get training," because then I was like, "Oh, if you're black and you went to grad school, then you can get a role." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like, sure. Like they'll make some space for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I didn't get it um, but then I was like oh wait there's I can study at Steppenwolf in Chicago so right. I just went to Chicago studied with their amazing theater company mm-hmm. the best thing about Steppenwolf is that the artists of, of that company are like everything you know yeah. what I mean Tracy Letts writes and directs and mm-hmm. Laurie Metcalf will do stage and screen and you know it's it's in Chicago it's improv mecca so like that was built into the curriculum yeah. and then so I come back to New York with all these skills I'm like okay great I'm feeling my oats I'm feeling my pussy and uh, <laughs> Then I discovered there's this like amazing scene um, yeah. of like all queer comics and like femme comics and just like with all these amazing spaces and in. they invited me to their space and mm-hmm.
2: I uh, took up a room. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you were saying before we started that you've only really been doing a comedy like officially for like a year, right? Yes. Uh, so, yeah. But I mean, you're killing it. So it was like...
4: crazy. Last year was crazy because I would like wake up and be like, I mean, like the Jonathan Van Ness show, like each week it was like the best thing of my life and I was like wait wait okay cool I was like like I thought that it would I thought that my life would end there right of like closing for Jonathan Van Ness twice in one
2: night and it was like, great There was like I think every every comic was uh, a queer comic which is great I I was just talking with someone I was like I feel like there's so many more comics who are doing like musical comedy and they looked at me like I was insane and I was like have you been anywhere (laughs) that's what's exciting right now yeah there
4: is a story story in the Times two I weeks saw. ago uh-huh. about the community that I'm a part of and yeah. I'm very glad to be included in that but it sort of explains like the how and the why and the who's and the where so yeah. if, if this if this sounds intriguing to you or even if you doubt it I would say just like go and just like see something and I think that there will be something for you the thing is it, it actually is really inclusive yeah and you'll see stand up too like if you just if you want somebody to come out and and yap on a mic you know with some like really thoughtful. Things that they thought about and they're funny. Like you will see that too. like right. right. I liked. I like in this era that I'm a part of to vaudeville, which, as yeah. we know, was a turn of the century American art form. But like, I feel like I'm a part of this renaissance of just like, <laughs> yes, of like egalitarian thing where it's of art where it's like you just if you get on stage, and it's good we're going to clap. You know yeah, what I mean? And I feel yeah. like that's how I fell into it. It was just like, oh, great. Oh, there's space. How long were you in Chicago? It's just for one year. Okay, you yeah. It, it's quick. It's, I called it grad school without the student loans. Sure. And without Which the is the breaks. best kind of grad school. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I came like I came back ready to actually perform. And yeah. not like,
2: hmm, let me go and serve <laughs> you at the Olive Garden. <laughs> not totally dead inside. You also went to boarding school is that right okay yes, <laughs> with the list honey i did
4: yes i we went do to our research here i went to a southern boarding school Ooh. like right outside of dc i know that's like not really the south but it is below the mason dixon line and <laughs> the counts. kids that came from the south yeah and yeah that was
2: interesting how long were you there four For
4: years your like... freshman to senior baby oh it was high school it high was school. high school
2: interesting so you like live there full it's like full board like
4: full, yeah full yeah everyone it's a 100 school. it's one of the very few 100 percent boarding schools co-ed and like they had built like an amazing like 13 million dollar art center Ooh. and it's so, like that's why i chose it i yeah. was like oh wait i'm gonna live in that building yeah. and then i did and then they were angry that i did they were like can you study bitch <laughs> they're like can you they're, like we did not give you a forty thousand dollar scholarship for you to go and make art <laughs> art does not count can you do something real? What like was it physics? A, what was it a school for? It was like a trade school? No, it was like, it was just, you know, like it prepped people for like, you know, the Ivies and the Southern Ivies, yeah, you know, sure, or, or, sure. what they call the Magnolias. Your, your Vanderbilt. <laughs> your, <yeah>. your Dukes. <laughs> yeah. So like, no, so they were preparing people to, you know, go on to like Wall Street and yeah. you know, like, oh, I think every girl from my high school owns a jewelry company. Sure. Like they all
2: sell diamonds. <laughs> Um, that is becoming one of my favorite niches on Instagram is just, like, girls from your high school who are, like, entrepreneurs, but, like, not really. Yes. Yes. And and making me wonder, like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Why can't I do that? The best part is when they start getting married and it's just, like, following their wedding journey. is. Amazing. I was also a wedding singer.
4: Yeah. Very briefly.
2: How did that go?
4: Like all day jobs that I had, like poorly. Like I built for nothing besides what I'm currently doing. But I so there's like you have to learn 150 songs to yeah. be ready to sing on a dime, and I never learned them. But <laughs> like again, it was like the people who could afford to have black slaves at their wedding singing Motown to them. Like they don't know. They like they don't care. So I would literally be like, "Squid, don't squid." Like I was just like, "Yo!" Like just like I would put more umph in it, uh-huh. and just like microphone tricks, and you know, shaking this belly, like sure, it's just yeah.
2: anything. At a certain point in the evening of a wedding, it's just like, nobody knows what's happening. Yeah, and <laughs> the
4: gag is, is that I like, so there was like a huge list of songs, and like, the songs that like, I knew by heart were songs, like, originally by white artists, uh-huh. but they would never have me sing those. I was like, can I please sing Thinking Out Loud? I know the words to this one! Can I please sing you're just too good to be true how many weddings did you perform it I performed and I think maybe like five or six okay and the last one I had to leave my cousin's funeral in Baltimore to make it to because they couldn't find a sub so like my cousin like as a joke as a macabre joke would be like I want you to sing at my funeral you better do it then he died of (laughs) opioids and I I was like I'm gonna fulfill this and I had to leave the ceremony midway through to go and like sing at this wedding
2: I have emotional whiplash from the last 60 seconds. Baby, baby, baby. <laughs> we living the life
4: from Baltimore to New York.
2: <laughs> but you did it. Oh,
4: yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> the
2: amount of trauma that, you know, I can withstand. Mm-hmm. Truly, Olympic olympic yeah man i'm sure you brought the the emotion to that wedding yeah you i delivered
4: yeah, i didn't really feel emotion until like three days ago like yeah. i'm really like working like i'm like finding <laughs> okay
2: oh, oh oh that's where that was oh yeah yeah oh that's where i put that you right know? yeah you shake you shake the box a little bit and all those little hidden corners come undone and baby let it spill out oh it's horrible <laughs> i know and that's the thing is like i'm really bad on these comedy podcasts
4: because i am sad
2: <laughs> no this is this is unhappy hour okay well, let's, um,
4: let's check in in summer.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's also, yeah, it's been like a weird winter. I think I jinxed myself by saying like, I'm not feeling the seasonal depression this year. <laughs> and then like two weeks later, I got slapped that in the That is face. the moment.
4: Well, as we know, this is historically the worst Black History Month on record. <laughs> like, li- like it at, is, yeah. we want it to end. Like, you've never heard this. Like, normally Black people are like, give us 10 more days. Why is it the shortest month? But I think that like at the meeting we had this morning, we were like... Cancel it.
2: Right, right. Yeah. Thank God it's not a leap year. We get to end oh on a regular day. That
4: extra day,
2: <laughs> that extra day, truly. Uh, yeah, it has been a, a weird
4: month. It's been crazy. Uh, <sighs> and I want to delete social, but you know
2: what? I'm a nasty Brooklyn comic, so I need you to come to my shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucked up thing is that the internet gives me no joy, but like you need it. It's an abusive relationship. I just need you to come to my shows and. Uh, You tweeted something about how um, you love musical theater because it's so easy to make fun of, but it also makes you happy as fuck.
4: Yes. And that's the
2: truth. It's like, (laughs) it is good. If you, like, think about it, it's like, this is ridiculous. Yes. But also, you can't, like, help but feel just pure joy when you see. Yeah, I think that, like, I'm so happy
4: that, like, cat cohen, peter smith and and all of these amazing people in my world and community of artists, like showed me that, like music could live in comedy in a really like authentic and fresh way because it r- truly is an equalizer. Yeah. it's like it's like for me to walk on stage and begin to just like talking without music about like the intersectionality of my identities or like the trauma that I feel from losing my sister and cousin to opioids. like mm-hmm. that that stand up set is i think powerful in a different way if i'm talking but i can just i can get to the heart of the matter with the music right. and so i think the music just allows us to get to the heart of the matter and like that the resources of the instrumentation just like it it speak to us before the words do yeah and then with comedy if the words are good then we're laughing so it's like I'm able to get both laughs from the lyrics but also like I think I can do something emotional with the music and so to be able to have the economy of storytelling in that way I think that musical theater storytelling is the best like like don't you want to go and see something that has acting singing and dance you get to do all in one and so being a comedian right now actually is like so funny because like I'm kind of Reduced to my my base parts, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just like just go out there and serve the vaudeville, and then step into the theater world where we kind of extend that, and then film is like the third layer.
2: Yeah, I feel like a, we have like a full dissertation here. I'm so <laughs> preachy. <laughs> no, you need I'm, to like. I'm a
4: dilettante.
2: I love it. This is what a dilettante sounds like. I I love it. I did want to talk about um. Yeah, I mean, you touched on this, but you haven't seen people like you on the stage or on the screen a whole lot. And like, as so many times when you like take meetings, they ask you, who are the people that you, <laughs> yeah, that like are out there right now that you emulate yourself <laughs> off of?
4: Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I feel like that sort of also is like my thing is that like, if I had two of my things, it's okay. You know what I mean? Gay and black, fine. Black and fat, fine. Black and smart, fine. Gay, black, fat, and smart, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what are you trying to do here? No one can be that person. And yeah. But there are so many people out there who, like, honestly probably even extend, you know, on my intersections, who also might have other things that yeah. marginalize them, who, like, who aren't seen. So it's like, I feel passe. Like, I feel, like i'm over myself like i like i want to be done larry like i want to just like have a body of work so it's like great look we proved it it exists yeah and then just like have these other like exciting people who like you know
2: probably be better at this podcast (laughs) (laughs) no no i do like asking comics just to relive their worst uh, moments on stage is there one moment where you're like oh my god i will never live that down
4: Oh my God. Honestly, like, so two weeks ago, like, that like, that piece, the New York Times piece came out, and obviously, like, people were like using that in my intros. Uh-huh. And, like, so they were gassing it up and heavy. And I did my first song, it was fine. And then I did my second song, it was the demo track. So to uh, so, to make my songs, I will, like, record on voice notes on uh-huh. my iPhone, just, like, sing into it, like, hit up a ka ka ca and then my producer will, like, make a track and then put my voice over the track. Right. So what it played was my voice over the track, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like... Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. And what's notable about that that session of tracks that I sent over was that I was so sick, uh-huh. but I was like, "That's not going to stop me from meeting this deadline." <laughs> it's like, it's like no one cares what the demo sounds like, Larry. So it truly was like sandpaper vocals. <laughs> but, but we live, we survive. Yeah. The good thing about comedy is that it happens in the
2: moment. Exactly. Are you? You're also doing, or you did your first. Feature film, yes, yes. I I did a little indie, I did an uh-huh. indie movie uh, with a, Matthew Broderick. I Had
4: a couple scenes with Matthew Broderick. Uh-huh. Most of them on the cutting room floor, <laughs> but you know what? You know, I'm in the trailer. They're there. I'm in the trailer. Nice. And uh, I I got you know I got a couple laughs at the screening. You know, what is the the movie? The movie it's like a it's like a non traditional buddy comedy. There's uh-huh. a Hasidic Jewish cantor, so he like he's like the singing. You know element of the synagogue, um, his wife dies and in the Jewish faith, you're it's like one week. The right. whole mourning process is one week. Mm-hmm. And the character has questions about what happens right. after. And so he seeks out a science teacher, Matthew Broderick, to uh, explain sort of the process, the, the literal process of what happens to the body. It's beautiful and like darkly funny. Uh-huh. Like, like the humor in it is so... It like it whispers at you. You know right? what I mean? But like it's so, it's so great. It's directed by Sean Snyder. Beautiful, beautiful film. If you can catch it, I think it's streaming some places and I think it's in limited release actually in New York. And just check it out. The movie is called To Dust, as in Ashes to Ashes, Dust to suggest. dust. Thank you. <laughs>
2: who are you in the movie?
4: I play Stanley. So I played like the one kid in uh, Matthew Broderick's class who like cares about science. <laughs> <laughs> so in my cut scenes, I was like taking him to task and like a sort of like who's on first, like mm, yeah. entropy, entropy. Like it, that was like a sort of like the whole gig. And then there was like a, there was an office hour scene, mm-hmm. you know, that's trimmed down. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I'm just like, what's going on? You know, this rap Rabbi comes into the community college and
2: I'm like, what? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I see it. I see it. I, oh it's my in God. front of me. The vision yes. is, is a lot. You know
4: what? I booked. <laughs> I booked. You I booked. have another um film that's going to be coming out this year. It's called The Last Fairy. Um, uh-huh. When I shot it, it was called The Untitled Five. Wait, what was it? Uh, untitled Fire Island Thriller which like <laughs> I thought should have been the title I went to Fire Island like around like February or March so it was freezing and uh-huh. we were like on the beach shooting like I had no idea that like oh wait I'm in a movie about an island like that like I'll be on the beach in shorts yeah. like in March and yeah so I'm like the I'm like the comedic I, I, like, I do a lot of just like just true fag work the- <laughs> <laughs> why not but it's you know what in a movie full of us I can do it yeah you know it's less complicated than being like oh okay I'm the one right I'm the one and you want me to be how pink <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm excited for both of those oh my god yeah yeah I think that um, if you're in England I think we just got into a festival the last Fairy. so go and check it out and All right. we'll keep everyone tuned just yeah. follow me
2: on my socials I want to play we go through everyone's tweets who is a guest on this podcast no <laughs> and find stuff that you've expressed your dislike or hatred oh for. Oh my god.
4: I, this is I, Twitter's my vitriol machine.
2: Yeah, well that's perfect. <laughs> some <laughs> some people we have to really like mine for it. Because they're nice yeah, and sweet. <laughs> you are like, we got them all <laughs> No. Uh, sweet so this- no No. <laughs> We call this elaborate, Hate, and we want you to elaborate on the things that you hate, um, specifically some of your musical opinions. Okay. Um, <laughs> just in general, um, theater seats that are too small. Your tweet was, who as a thick person has been shamed by the size of a Broadway seat? Me. Oh, my God. It is so. The Walter Kerr. Every theater I've ever been in. (laughs) It's like the Walter Kerr. That is the one. (laughs) Every theater I've ever been in, I'm like, this theater hates bad people. It's truly appalling. They were built. Most of the theaters were built
4: before we had high fructose corn syrup. Yeah.
2: So the bodies just, like, they were designed for different bodies. Right. Before we knew that, like, we needed calcium and that, like. Before, honestly, we were driving ourselves everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now my, like, my
4: legs don't. Oh, and the. yeah, I mean, even the legs. I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine a tall person watching Angels in America. Oh no, in the theater. I did, and it was horrible. If you're over, are you over six foot?
2: Yeah, I'm six three, six two. Okay, six don't stop saying it. I'll jump you. <laughs> <laughs> um. This tweet that I don't, you're just going to have to explain it. My kink is actresses performing Broadway musicals with hair ties around their wrists. Oh, my God! (laughs) (laughs) The hair ties. I don't know this.
4: happens all the time. And honestly, Juilliard actresses. So um, the two that are crystallized in my brain Uh are Audra McDonald, Porgy, and Bess. (laughs)
2: Hair tie. Hair tie why what is that it's you're just, just like, like you're,
4: you're getting ready you're in your dressing room like blah blah, blah blah like and you have a hair tie around your wrist and then and you then wear... philippa sue hamilton mm. hair tie which famously she did not wear a wig in hamilton and uh-huh. so she actually Famous. wore a hair tie <laughs> in right, right. the show and so she had one on her wrist and i that's that's my eye you know yeah, what i mean yeah yeah it took you out of it <laughs> it's just it is my kink and i it, it lets me know they're human but also it's just like That's me though, they do it every day. Yeah, yeah. Like they do a show every day. It's like, it's fine, Mm -hmm. you know?
2: But it's like so funny to me. I love that. Um, Taylor Swift can't sing, can't dance, but is white. So let's put her in a musical. Is she, she going to be in a musical regarding Cats? <gasps> no. Yes. Is I she be-
4: in Cats I the movie? I believe the latest intel is that Taylor Swift is in Cats the musical. <laughs> We're getting a yes from producer. Yes, she's in Cats, and so, like like to be in a musical traditionally, you must be able to sing or dance, <laughs> probably at the same time. <laughs> And really, all I've seen this bitch do is like walk across the stage and toothpick legs. Right. Yeah. When she came out as liberal <laughs> yesterday.
2: Yeah. I yeah. Keep it <laughs> like one day before the election. Not.
4: No. Like. Not even. Just like. Literally. Like. She waited till yesterday. Like to be like. Hmm. Hey. I know I pandered to racists, but maybe I'm not one. And it's yeah. like. Oh God.
2: Oh god. Yeah, I mean I'm not about to defend her. I don't really we, care. We
4: honestly, but now we have better
2: we have better like um country girls. We have Yeah, Casey Musgrave. We have Casey Maggie Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the end of list. I truly but no, but <laughs> wait, great. Like I feel satiated. <laughs> exactly. Your favorite Broadway star is a white girl whose parents voted for Trump. Okay.
4: (laughs) My vendetta. Okay, so yes, every woman in my life is a white woman, so obviously I love them dearly, but I just, (laughs) I must talk about the double standard about my employment. Okay, Uh you know uh what I mean? So it's like the systems that allow these women to continually be employed and thrive and honestly just like go to Equinox. Like, I want that same system. (laughs) I want that same system. All like It's like, they don't have to be. They don't have to be right you know what i mean like the roles can be cast as anything mm-hmm. it, like truly unless the story is explicitly about explicitly about race unless we're doing ragtime a raisin the sun like it does not matter yeah but yet we, ins- we insist there's this prevalent idea that, like, it that that is the first choice, that that is the blank slate, that that is the tabula rasa. Yeah. So I'm just letting people know that these girls come from Ohio, that they, like, that they kiki and that they hug the gay boys in the ensemble. But, like, when their dad, who has the money, like goes to vote like she's not going to take him to task yeah for that power right so she's actually she has a lot of privilege mm-hmm. and i just want you all to know that when you, when you <laughs> see these girls and their heels and in the singing it's just like they vote for trump mm-hmm. you know um, you... savage. Okay, yes. Okay, savage. I knew we were gonna get to some savage. Here we are. <laughs> no, honestly,
2: these are all these are all on theme. I, g- I guess we can end on that one.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it gets more savage.
2: <laughs> or maybe you could answer your this own question. We can end on this one. Um, it, this was um, if I was if I was white. What roles do you think I would have played on Broadway? Oh, what is your like? If you could play any role on Broadway. Broadway, what role would you play?
4: Um, I think that I th- I feel like my goals like shift every day. I think obviously like there's a bunch in the Sondheim canon that like I would wanna do, like, age appropriate or not. <laughs> um <Sure. laughs> So, like, I would, like, you know, any of the male roles in Into the Woods, like, I feel like I could, like, really do something with, and yeah. maybe even the Weech, you know, but, like, that's, yes. like, that's gay minstrelsy, but, like, so, like, <laughs> we have to wait until later career to, to hit that. Right, right. <laughs> um, and, like, honestly, so, like, the last thing that I've crystallized myself around, and in just terms of, like, oh, yeah, this is a job that someone has and that, like, someone can get, like, any day, is, like, there's a role, Augie and Waitress, like, uh-huh. I don't want it, but, like, what that character does is, like, it's, like, a funny guy, walks on, sings a couple songs, like, is. Truly like charming for the audience. I was like, oh, wait, I've never even had an audition for that role. Mm -hmm. And that just feels like something that is like an oversight. Like, I feel like it's one of those cultural things where it's like, because the mold for this role is, you know, a short, endearing white person. I'm out of the conversation completely. And right. it's like, oh wait, but that's just a show about people and relationships in America. yeah, And like baking pie. <laughs> He's like, right. you know, so like, I like, that's like, that's an easy one. Yeah. Just to say that like, just currently playing.
2: Well, I see it. I see it. I, it, it's, I
4: believe in it. Oh no, I have my own path. I have my own thing. We're leaving like Broadway is, uh, is, is, it is. Broadway is there and it will always exist. Yeah the gag is is that like I write the shows now yeah it's like through this whole whole new exciting life that that's I'm right that's right <laughs> yeah. and I had no idea I never could have predicted that I would like be here but, but I, you are. I'm happy
2: and it's so fun oh I'm so glad um before we let you go where can people find you and your work oh my god you can follow me on all platforms at Larry Owens live mm-hmm and then you have a regular show in New York, right? Decolonize yeah, Your Mind. Yeah, it's just
4: the first Wednesday of every month at Union Hall. Okay.
2: Decolonize Your Mind with me and Karen Chi. It's a great show. Amazing. Well, I am so excited to see what all of the stuff that you do next. It was such a pleasure to meet you. And we'll have to have you back Oh sometime. my god, thank you! Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good shit that helps all the bad shit go down easier, starting with the shows we've been watching this week. Barry, what you been watching? I just started Broadchurch. Have, have you seen Broadchurch? Yeah. You have, right? I feel yeah. like I talked
3: you, about you it. You did. Yeah. Um, so I just started it. I watched the first episode with Alex, my boyfriend. and Academy, Academy Award, Award winner, winner Olivia, Olivia Colman. <laughs> yes. Um, and I love it so far. I'm only one episode in, but that's what I started, and I'm excited to be on this journey
2: yeah i feel like i talked about it because it's like a british crime drama about a dead little boy love it <laughs> just you know it's some uplifting stuff mm-hmm. but i just love olivia coleman
3: everything i could watch her i do watch her in everything what about you what are you watching
2: i finally i hadn't watched the uh, two dope Queens specials on oh, yeah, hbo I and i finally watched all of them and i love them yeah i think it's such a it's such a like great like variety show. I feel like nobody yeah has like cracked how to like recreate a like old style variety show with interviews and stand-ups and all of this fun stuff and they are killing it. I mean, they're like one of the biggest podcasts. So um, what else? Oh, the other one that I forgot to mention last week was a sh- new show on Comedy Central. I mean, it's been out for a, a handful of weeks now called The Other Two. I know. Have I need to it? watch
3: it. Not yet. I haven't seen it yet.
2: The basic description is that it's basically if like a teen Justin Bieber had two older siblings and it's about their stories. So it's this kid who like goes viral with some like teen bopper song And his two older siblings are, like, aspiring actors who want to be famous and now have to, like, live in their brother's shadow. But they're, like, ridiculous and it's very funny. Cool, I'll watch it. Rousing endorsement. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What is your non-TV chaser?
3: My non-TV chaser has to do with my recent trip to Los Angeles.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, You know, you typically have celebrity sightings, but I had... The best one I've ever had. I should also say that I was getting ice cream with my friend Gabrielle, and she and I have a Riverdale group chat, both text and on Instagram DMs. We saw Veronica and Reggie eating lunch together. It was incredible. (laughs) I don't know who
2: either of them are. Veronica is
3: one of the main people. Reggie is becoming more of a character. It's Camila Mendez and Charles Melton. They are like... Their characters have started to become in a relationship in this most recent season. In real life, they are also in a relationship. Charles Melton was also in a recent Ariana Grande video.
2: Right, right, right. That
3: super hot guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we saw them in real life. They were beautiful. And we were, yeah, it was very exciting and it made me really happy.
2: So they were getting ice cream.
3: They were sitting outside having lunch.
2: I see. Yeah. I see. And
3: like, at first I thought it was them, but then someone else stopped and Asked to take a picture of them, not to take a picture with them... Just asked to take a picture of them. And I was like, okay, it's definitely them.
2: (laughs) Someone did that to me recently at a restaurant. And it was, they were sitting at the table next. This is now just about me. (laughs) Of course, it always is. It always ends up being. Um, When I, uh, yeah, when they have a podcast, they can talk about themselves. It was the table next to us and we uh, we stood up and they were like, oh, you're Matt. Can we get a picture? I was like, sure. And uh, this woman just stayed seated (laughs) and took like an up chin photo of me from her seat. Do you want to, like, stand and take a picture so you're not sharing this photo of my, like, fucking gullet? (laughs) Anyway.
3: Anyway, that was a very exciting moment for me. It made my week. Um, Also, Dr. Game Show, which has been a previous chaser of mine, is coming back. And I'm so excited about it. And one day by God, we will be on that show.
2: I do absolutely love, this is one thing that brings me joy. Yeah, what's is your chase When people, when people are new to Unhappy Hour and they go back and listen <laughs> to all of the episodes and then they get to the episode with Joe Firestone and they're like, what the fuck am I listening to? And I think, I, I feel like what I should clarify after the fact that I love Joe Firestone. I love her. I am, am baffled by her, but I was in love with that interview.
3: I <laughs> ever on
2: again. Yeah, I think everybody I've seen some people be like, "Wow, I can't believe like she made you feel uncomfortable." Or like like yeah. they think that I was like not consented. Yeah, it was <laughs> like I was we were in on it. Yeah. Um but I still am confused uh, and obsessed. That is not my full chaser though. My my chaser this week, I've had some musical chasers recently, mm-hmm. but I've been very into Casey Musgraves lately.
3: I'm really happy for you. Welcome aboard. I know. I do We've feel like a, a
2: fair weather <laughs> fan. Um, I know. She was in New York and I didn't realize she was in New York until know, the see. day she was in New York. So I couldn't like work my magic and get in. Um, but... I remember
3: because I was very excited because she was opening for Harry Styles when we went to that concert and I was so excited. And you were like, whatever, you're excited about the opener.
2: I still like you, were, like you were into it you I liked her happened. yeah and I don't uh, but I don't think I like fully appreciated and her unlocked
3: that part of you that is now unlocked right you know
2: I know I regret not like being fully in it then because she was like we, we were we were backstage um, as we've mentioned multiple times and we will at for the, the Harry rest of Style our lives. Show. <laughs> um, and she was back there too but I feel like we didn't really get to interact with her no. but now I'm like trying I'm trying so She. hard I'm like my my campaign to go to Chicago at the end of March to see her when she's there is underway. Yep, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm. Stay tuned, folks. Secreting it into action, mm-hmm. and I, because I, I'm gonna make it happen. Hell yeah, you are. We but are. I think initially I resisted because she is a little too country, but I'm like, I'm, I'm embracing it. Yeah. Yeah. Get a little yeehaw in you. Thanks for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellaside. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our editors are Dina Kleiner and Josh Gwynn. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. That's, That's
3: F-I-N-K-E-L-B-A-R-I-P-I-E.
2: You can worship me at Matt Bellisi. That's
3: M-A-T-T-M-E-L-L-A-S-S-A-I. Someone on Twitter recently was like, I had to look up so many combinations of your names in order to finally find your handles so thank you for pointing that out and you're welcome everybody <laughs>
2: Well, you can also follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter. And if you know how to spell that, then you can look at who we're following and you can find us oh, that's easier smart. that okay. way. Uh, and also you'll get all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. So ho your own row and my your own. No, nope, I fucked it up. <laughs>